0: Okay, we are going to attempt to talk about the movie that is Neon Maniacs. Came out in the year 1986. San Francisco is the setting. You know what other movie came out in 86 with San Francisco as a setting? Big Trouble in Little China, and a part of me almost wishes I would have rewatched that instead of Neon Maniacs. But here's the thing, it's starting to seep into my brain a little bit more. We are going to dive into maybe for 20 or 30 minutes. What is Joseph Mangine's mutant slasher mutant monster movie? It's really hard to categorize this one, guys. This is not your typical, um, horny teens drink, do drugs, have sex, get picked off one by one, um, really what this movie is really all about is soft rock soundtrack meets Sydney metal soundtrack meets slasher meets the Goonies. I think, um, if you read the tagline, it says, When the world is ruled by violence and the soul of mankind fades, the children's path shall be darkened by the shadows of the neon maniacs. Neon maniacs, it's got it's got two taglines now. On the same poster, at the Battle of the Bands, ellipses, all hell is about to break loose. A couple days ago, I posted on the Joe Bob Briggs and the Last Drive in Mutant Cave and shout out to Kelly Dreadful there and her group um, for letting us just talk about our podcast and some of the movies we enjoy. So much appreciated. I said, hey, we're waiting to dive into this, Neon Maniacs. And the Midnight Traveler, what was his reaction right away? He gave me a ha-ha emoji. So did Sarah Doyle. What did Jake and Sarah Doyle know about Neon Maniacs that I did not know quite yet? We got about three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, including Kelly Dreadful, who liked this. Somebody loves this movie, okay? Or loved the idea that I was about to dive into the Neon Maniacs. Um, Marcos Sita, and uh, sorry, Marcos, but uh, it said five bucks. What are we getting? Champagne? That's one of his favorite moments. He says that line always cracks me up. Justin Robinson says best low budget movie ever. It's really underappreciated. I like that. I like that. I like it when movies like these kind of fade and then pop up into consciousness. Don't ask me how I found this. Um, I started off. I really couldn't wait to watch this. The trailer for this. I don't dislike this movie, but the trailer really hypes it up. And it's not as energetic and fun. For me, anyways, is the trailer. The Midnight Traveler said, Saw this one live at the former Badlands. Oops, I hit the mic again. Former Badlands in East Austin. Man, this was a fun mess. I've got to agree with you, Midnight Traveler. I responded to him. That's how I feel. I feel like I came out of... I I sent a gif or a gosh. Some peanut butter now. Of Sarah Connor driving off after, you know, she said a storm's coming just as i know and I, I went in and i saw this movie um it's not on shutter uh dusty chambers asked me that um tubi plex pluto um you can definitely find it on those three i think it's underrated it was a blast it's definitely not what i expected um it's really pretty tame in terms of the kills there was one kill by the dock <laughs> and then I'll get into the, uh, the different monsters here in a second where he uses ether on a guy and like then proceeds to rip open his chest cavity and pull out his heart. That was pretty cool. The one eyed creature. <laughs> I loved that thing. Uh, so let's talk about as I clickety click on through, we've got such an eclectic group of monsters here some of them had more to do than others and i'm going to comment on some of these monsters they really featured the samurai warrior uh but i thought he took a backseat. i mean yeah he had some cool slashes and hacks and was there a decapitation yeah um archer hmm don't remember archer Decapitator a little bit, string bean a little bit, slasher. I definitely remember slasher. Um, Axe. There was an army guy, but I particularly want to touch on the two guys, the two neon mutants or maniacs. I keep wanting to say neon demon. The demon neon. See, I did it again. the The maniac who had the feathers, who kind of looked like a like a Koopa turtle face, and the Neanderthal. The tribal Neanderthal guy. The Neanderthal guy looked like Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. He had like the blonde hair coming down over his forehead. There, every time I saw him, I couldn't help but chuckle. It's like, oh no, it's it's like the it's like the Where Lawrence. But the Neon Maniacs. It starts off seemingly like a, a typical slasher. You know, we've got these creatures laying underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, we've got kids partying in a van. Um, we've got a guy who is getting some in the woods near the van. There's multiple people getting it on in the morning. It's like, hey, this is like any other slasher. Nope. And then it it's not. It turns into a really unevenly sluggish paced movie. That's my only knock on it. Um, but it does start having some really interesting twists. With kind of like, I'm trying to think, kind of like The Witch and Wizard of Oz. You know, they they can take him out with squirt guns. Did the director, who, by the way, this guy, he was a photographer and um, directed. This guy was a cinematographer on movies like Alligator, The Sword and the Sorcerer. (laughs) Lords of Flatbush. I didn't know if I'd ever come to referencing Lords of Flatbush ever. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's kind of like, it's almost like um, The Wanderers. So yeah, I expected a little bit more out of this. I mean, I knew it was kind of like a, a cult gem um, whenever I started reading about this movie. The two main kind of heroines, if you want to say, who uh, who were Natalie and Paula. Natalie played by Leilani Sorrell and Paula played by Donna Locke. I definitely got um, Goonies or Phantasm vibes from Paula's character. Given that this had a kind of an open ending where, where the cigar-munching detective ends up getting sucked into the van with my favorite, probably my favorite next to the Johnny Lawrence maniac, is, uh, is definitely the one-eyed alligator dude. He's like the gopher. He's like the Caddyshack gopher of Neon Maniacs. The woman who plays Natalie, I think I, uh, was she in, was she in, uh, was she in basic instinct? She looked familiar to me. Uh, two things, really three things to note about this cast. You've got Clyde Hayes. It didn't dawn on me until after I watched the movie where I saw this guy. He's the other Paul in Friday, the 13th, the final chapter turns his hat around, certainly, and uh, he's cheating on his woman with one of the twins. I mean, not, not cheating. Does he end up cheating? Well, he's certainly flirting and dancing with her, right? Before good old Jimbo does his crazy love is a lie dance and teddy bear talks a good game, but old teddy better go back to that computer. I love that guy in uh, Last American Virgin, by the way. Random thoughts here. Neomaniacs. You know who else? We've got another Friday the 13th alum. Sandra from Part 2. Marta Kober, who plays the friend Lorraine in this movie. I want to talk about another guy who's got an extremely small part in this. Plays the cop in the first third of the film. Jesse Lawrence Ferguson. And where have we seen Jesse Lawrence Ferguson from? Prince of Darkness. He's got some really great scenes in that movie. The way he kind of grovels and moans and cries in Prince of Darkness. He was also in Darkman. Um, I did not... I just found out he was in some other movies that I enjoy. Some more than others, but he was in adventures of buckaroo bonsai across the eighth dimension. He was in boys in the hood. I didn't know that. That's another great movie. The Sean Connery one, the Presidio, the Presidio. And then there's some ones that I've just never heard of before. So yeah, we we've got to give a shout out to Jesse Lawrence Ferguson. Anytime I see that guy on screen, his face is so animated. That's the one thing about a lot of horror actors and actresses you've got to, if you're going to stand out in what sometimes can be a movie filled with some bland or bad acting. And there's some of that exists in neon maniacs. It's easy to overlook just because of how unique this movie is anyway. So these (laughs) here's my number one question for the neon maniacs. What is your motivation? Where did you come from? Did you come from different, periods of time we've got such an eclectic group of neon maniacs and besides the lighting in some scenes in this movie why is it called neon was that just the thing in the 80s where hey this takes place in the gritty city so we're going to put some neon lighting some pinks and some blues and some greens whatever neon lighting we can get and we're if we add neon to the title people are going to be into this which I was laughing my butt off. They, they finally converge. The young girl, Donna Locke, her character converges with Clyde Hayes and uh, Leilani's character. So Natalie, Stephen, and Paul concoct this plan that uh, they're going to have this battle of the bands at this Halloweenish. I think it's a Halloween party, that they're going to give everybody a squirt gun. You know, Paula the Paula character found out When the one monster was like, whoa, trips and falls into the puddle, I think it was. The lighting was kind of bad, but it's like, a melting. This movie, I think it could be summed up, honestly, by its soundtrack. People telling me they loved this. There's a song called Baby Lied. If you're telling me this is one of the best unappreciated gems, I'm going to say Baby Lied. (laughs) I think it's properly appreciated. If you love this movie, I can absolutely see why. I don't love it and I don't hate it. It's definitely every movie has its merits. I'm not going to really knock this. I've got a hard time knocking any movie because there's moments that you enjoy. By the way, the beginning of this movie starts off with so much soft rock. I'm waiting for like the guy on XM radio. What's that channel? Yacht Rock. I'm ready for like that guy's welcome back to Yacht Rock. I'm ready for that guy to come on while they're partying outside of the van near the woods. Rick Bowles sang Baby Lied, but our man Clyde Hayes was the one that was lip-syncing it. I just felt like I was back at like a Sears or the Radio Shack or even Kmart shopping for those blue light specials with all the soft rock or yacht rock or easy listening music that was in this movie. Um, and then the the Sydney band um split sydney here's a feeling you make it to the point of this halloween party a lot of the great kills like through the subway on the well the kill attempt on the bus um and of course in the in the beginning of the movie that a lot of the best stuff has already happened by the time we get to the halloween party the halloween party almost felt to me like an attempt to like liven up the energy of this movie I mean, it was really cool to see just complete kind of like carry mayhem with the squirt guns and, and whatnot. But the, the song by, the, by the, the Aussie band, Split Sydney, We Had Enough. That could describe this movie by the time you get to the Halloween party, the battle of the band's party. We Had Enough. By the time we get to the movie, we had enough. I Don't Want to Be Alone Tonight, Rock Me All Night. You're going to have a hard time finding these songs uh, to play. And if somebody has a vinyl of Neon Maniac soundtrack, reach out to me. Hit up the mail wolf, DFM mail wolf at Gmail. Uh, I want to see that bad boy. Load it up, play it on, (coughs) excuse me, load it up on YouTube. Let's get some combination of Sydney rock and easy listening slash yacht rock. So, this movie neon maniacs it's got the it's got the the ending that you can't quite explain did they want to make more neon maniacs um i don't know if we'll ever have that question answered Um, so the two friday the 13th actors it's what this movie did for me is that it put me down a rabbit hole of you know, Jesse Lawrence Ferguson. I'm gonna go back and look at some of his movies. Clyde Hayes, Stephen. Um, Marta Cobra. What else did they do? I mean we know that they some of them were in Friday the thirteenth. Let's take a look at Clyde Hayes. Clyde Hayes, it's gonna take a deep dive. Maybe we should just go to IMDB to see what's up with this. He was in the Twilight Zone. Okay. Yeah, I've read I've read some things about Marta Cobra. School Spirit. I've yet to see that one. Oh, I remember her in movies like Vendetta. There was those line of movies where I only saw them because of VHS rentals. or I, I still haven't seen them because when I saw them, I was like in preschool. I'm like, no, the chick who's got the thong and the machine gun on the VHS cover. You're not you're not ready for that, kid. I am now. I try to seek those out wherever I can. You know what? I can't believe I didn't remember this. Marta Cobra was in rad. Uh, Marta Cobra was in School Spirit. Let's see. I know she was in a lot more than that. Baby, It's You. Okay, so she did a bunch of TV movies. She was in Magnum P.I. All right. Matlock. Oh, yeah. Slumber Party Massacre 3. Oh, yeah. Apparently, she was in an episode of Full House. I got to check that one out. What other movies would I watch? that are sort of like neon maniacs trying to think, well, first of all, let's, let's go to some of Joseph's films. If you haven't seen alligator alligator Two, especially the first one, I, I highly recommend that. Um, I would say there's that witch movie superstition. I'm just thinking about the way this movie shot and the look of it and the tone of it and just the overall quality, like what's on par superstition, Absolutely, one hundred percent for sure. You know, the one thing I didn't talk about with with Neon Demon, all the parents, <coughs> these uh, these parents are like, "Hey, cops, where's my kids?" No, no, never mind that. We've got the the underbelly of the Golden Gate Bridge to investigate. We'll answer your questions at the appropriate time. <laughs> We've got squirt guns and the fire department ready to go. You guys need to take a pause while we hunt these things with square Can you imagine in the day and age of smart technology and social media and your kid goes missing and the cop says, Hey, wait a second. Um, where's my super soaker at? Can you just, can you just hold pause the press conference, grab our super soakers? What would be going through your head? If you saw that, see, that's what makes the ridiculousness of these movies work. My overall thoughts about neon maniacs, um, if you're getting cozy on the couch and you need just kind of something that's slow moving, you can turn your brain off. I would definitely go with neon maniacs. The special effects, the makeup, it's amazing that that's, I wish they would have spent more time. The neon maniacs. What I think out of the whole 90 minute movie, they might've been on screen for a total of 20, 25 minutes. Max, I swear, at one point I said, I think these maniacs are only in this movie for a total of 10 minutes. Um, if you're in the mood for something that's Goonie-esque-like, <coughs> pardon me, I would definitely check this one out. The creature effects were great. Has somebody out there interviewed the director at all? Is Does that exist on YouTube about what his thoughts or anybody's thoughts were on Neon Maniacs? So anyways, we're going to wrap this up. I am going to go to our overdue tape rental rating system. I don't think it would take me this long back in the day thinking about the way I used to rent movies. I was always really neurotic about actually returning them on time. Um, there were some that were like, Hey, I'm not going to get the opportunity to watch this. So I, I would take the whole entire time and watch it at least twice. This would be one like I would watch it. And then the very next morning I would ask my grandfather, Hey, I saw this other one. Can we, can we hurry up? Oh, it's like, I got this on a Friday after school. And then the very next morning, I'm like, can we go get some donuts and go return this as soon as they open? Cause I'm done with this one already, <laughs> but no, I, I see why people love this. I, I do recommend it. It's, um, it's not my cup of tea. It's fun. Definitely has some flaws. The question is the, why these neon mutants are doing neon maniacs, neon demons, neon creatures. Were that Was there blood neon in color? That's like a Halloween three sort of deal with the orange blood. I'm going to go ahead and give this a 2.5 out of five overdue rental tapes. You got to be in the mood, I think, to watch this one. A lot of these actors or actresses in here, they didn't do a whole lot in terms of anything that was recognizable. You're going to have to go on a deep dive. Don't get too excited by the trailer like I did. It, it's it's an average cult horror movie. It's not for everyone. But anyways, guys, thanks for sticking with me as we talked about 1986's Neon Maniacs. Hope you guys enjoyed our bonus episode, which I know Carrie was excited to do. I finally convinced her to start doing these little 20, 30-minute segments of uh, Kiss of the Damned. She loves watching that one. And who found it for you, Carrie? That would be me. Will I get the credit? Probably not. But as long as it makes her happy, have a great weekend. Be good to yourself.